This is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield from The Lynn Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Michael provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. This is Mike Mansfield with The Wealth Puzzle. I'm also Mike Mansfield with The Lind Group, a certified financial planner who does retirement income planning and tries to bring you, hopefully weekly, all kinds of good retirement-related information, investment-related information, world-related information, things, tangible ideas, thoughts, information that might be able to help you always be informed but also make informed decisions. This week... Oh my gosh, she's back, everybody. Back from the winter storm. I'm back. Tana Pennington. (laughs) We're going to have to, you you do this show more than Tony does now, so it's going to have to change where Tana's here. Right, I'm not a surprise guest anymore. And then it'll be Tony. Guess guess what, everyone? Tony's here. (laughs) So, the. uh, Uh, He's great. I want to apologize. Last week I had so much stuff to talk about and Tana and I were going to record a podcast. We were all excited. And then Tana decided to pull a fast one. She she found the best <laughs> way to get out of work was to create the 100-year snowstorm in Texas. Right? It worked. It did work, actually. <laughs> Still mad about it, but that's okay. Oh, so dear. For those that don't I'm know, so sorry. Tana's lives outside of Dallas, Texas. She grew up in Ventura. Her parents own the college pharmacy. Um, So we're all close family friends, but because of her husband being a very fancy private pilot that flies all over the world with fancy people, for some reason, only fancy people leave in private jets, I guess, out of Dallas, Texas. So they're, they're over there for her husband's work. But geez, Tana, tell us about it. What is it like to... Make snowballs in spring in Texas. Yeah, well, my kids were very excited, but there was a couple nights that were pretty cold. Was it? It was below freezing for several days, and that's very unusual here. Did your house in this lose area. power? Like, so actually, many other? we were very fortunate. So we are on the same grid as the fire station and police station, so we never had that rolling um, oh, power that's outage. In- that's interesting. Yeah. So, but I have definitely friends in other neighborhoods that experienced it. And they said that they were having like slumber parties around the fireplace in the living room with all their family members and just trying to stay warm. And, you know, I, not to laugh by any means, but you know, it was definitely an eye opener as to how to be more prepared for the, you know, who knows what. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it was just kind of an interesting experience. But I think all in all, everyone came together and really helped each other out. There's been a few um, houses here and there that have experienced, you know, broken pipes now that it's thawing and w- temperatures are warming up. Yeah. But I've, I've I've seen neighbors come together and help bring over their shot vac and start, you know, clearing out the water. And uh, so I love to see that stuff, though. So how much snow did you end up with? So we had about five to six inches. So there was a snowstorm on Saturday. And then um, Tuesday, it started snowing again. And it snowed for quite a while, all the way into Wednesday. So that's the other part that was different than in, you know, previous years 
um, this area or even Texas alone probably experiences a snowstorm maybe seven to ten years um, cycle. So the one that was kind of unique here was the temperature dropped below freezing for several days and oh, they had two storms instead of <clears throat> just one. So that's what really caused the the yeah. icy conditions and, you know, the greater problem with the rolling blackout oh, power. And <clears throat> I was reading an yeah, article so, that a lot of people in the state are boiling water. That's not your issue. No, our area were not, um, but it was definitely a really good reminder to always have extra water on hand. Yeah. Um, but yes, that is. Well, but what you can always experiencing. You can always play all this stuff into other themes, right? You know, personal emergency preparedness is important. Fiscal oh, emergency preparedness is important, right? You know, we never know when there's going to be a financial crisis. You got to be prepared. Sure. Well, we're glad no, you're I safe. Agree. We're glad that, you know, Thank you. You, you weathered the storm. So you've been there, what, has it been five years-ish? Almost. Yeah. It'll be five years in July. So to date, though, because you, you've mentioned that you see a little bit of snow every year. It's just a dusting, and it will melt right away. Okay, so, so nothing th- you could make a snowball out of. by or... far the biggest snowstorm you've seen since you've been yes. there. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, you know, my husband and I were talking just the other night. The last time um, he was I, here I talk in 2011. Every, I talked to my wife every day for sure. <laughs> well, you know. no, yeah, right, right. <laughs> no, but about the storm. So the last time he was in town, he flew Usher out to the Super Bowl because he was performing the halftime show okay. back in 2011. Fancy, fancy. And he said there was, there was six inches of snow or more, oh, really? actually, then too. Yes. But they didn't have quite the crisis yeah. that time, so... You know, for clarity, talking about Tana's husband being a private pilot, which sounds so hoity-toity, he's like seven and a half <laughs> feet tall, and w- without him ki- kissing his knees, I have no idea right? how he could fit in a fit? smaller than massive-sized plane. So I, it, it's an incredible awesome. thing. Uh, it, yeah, he just folds up real nice yeah i would concerned his giant fingers would accidentally push two buttons when he's trying to push one you know he's very careful <laughs> he has to tape a but pencil a on his finger right so it's funny that is awesome he's a big boy the um well, anyways, we're glad you're safe. We're certainly glad you're back. Thank you. You know, everybody, you know, I got all of the hate emails all weekend about how we didn't do a show <laughs> last week. I responded immediately <laughs> that it's Tana's fault. Yes. And here we are. We're back. So, yes, we're back. My gosh, so much has been going on. And it's funny because, you know, as we had mentioned, as we <clears throat> start to prepare for these shows a little bit. There's so many different directions to go in. I mean, there, there's so much that has happened. Uh, the treasury rates are going up. The COVID numbers are going down. Bitcoin. I mean, there's just pick your poison right now. Even since we've really talked about this, I think was really when the impeachment thing wrapped up. I mean, there's been just tons of news in the last two right. weeks. Um, I, I, I suppose the most meaningful one, though, is looking at the COVID data, which I just find just fascinating. And what a, what a huge blessing. I, I know you were looking at that stuff, too, Tana. Yes, yes, I was. The, um, 
it's interesting. So one of the things that we look at is it's, it's nice. This data is very readily available all over the internet for everybody, but it's nice because there are a couple outfits when you're Googling around where they consolidated it, you know, instead of having to find a chart here and there, they put them all on one page every single week for you. Yeah. And so one of the, the, the prettiest looking things is I'm looking at the chart as of February 17th. So it's just a handful of days ago. And what it shows is daily reported new positive COVID tests. And it shows it since last year, right? So last year, this time period, there weren't any. Then it started going up and then it went down, then it went up, right. then it went down. And then it was really in the fall where we had this massive, you know, the, the, the uh, Matterhorn mountain being shaped on the, the graph. But ever since right. kind of the first couple of weeks or so of January, it has gone straight down. I mean, it looks like yeah. a rock falling. You go back. A ski slope. Yeah. I mean, you go back, <laughs> I don't know, five weeks ago, six weeks ago, and we were peaking out over, over 250,000 cases a day. And at the right. moment, in just the last couple of days, it's like hanging out at 50,000. I mean- it's an eighty yeah. percent decline from peak to trough on these daily reported numbers. Right. The, the seven day average always runs higher because that's looking at you know as it's declining the seven days. But I just read yesterday um, on on the news that you know the seven day average is at seventy thousand cases. But remember that's coming from two hundred and fifty thousand, uh, you know, barely over a month ago. I, I like what a blessing. Yeah. And now you have this oh, combination of things, right? You have vaccines working. You have more people yes. have had it. So you have more antibodies out there. You, you have all, this whole right. trifecta of things. And so uh, obviously living in California where we have some shutdowns and some things going on, it's um, it's interesting to see what the reason they shut things down was because of they were concerned about hospitalization, ICU beds. Same exercise. Right. You look at the graphs on that stuff and it has dropped dramatically in the last five weeks of total hospitalizations. Hospitalized people are going down. ICU bed counts yes. going down. I mean, now, granted, knock on wood, right? You know, I don't know if there's another wave. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm right. not in charge of any of this. Um, I'm not going to prophesy what is going to happen next, but from a numbers standpoint, from a data standpoint, it's phenomenal. It's good news. It's phenomenal. Yes. And the way that we're slapping on this vaccine on all these people while the numbers are going down, that that's just huge. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. You know, fun fact though, you know, we'll see, we'll see how many emails I get about this. Yeah, you know, it's funny is last <laughs> year when when we talked about COVID all the time and all the numbers, all of a sudden I got like some kind of like weird like um comment on on a podcast saying this is just conservative crap. That's literally a second. I read my my comments. Um I'm like, what? I'm I'm literally sitting here spouting right. data. I like I'm, I I give no opinion on this. I I know nothing about uh, d disease management. All I know is numbers and and pre numbers, pretty numbers, right? Pretty pictures, right? Because I can look at a graph. It's pretty. Anyways, here here's a fun fact. Um, COVID deaths per hundred thousand for seniors over the age of sixty five. They plopped on. California, New York, and Florida on this graph. Now, those are those are interesting states, Tana. Any guesses why? Heavily populated. Okay, yeah. And how restrictive is Florida right now compared to California? 
not as restricted. Yeah. California is yeah, not know, at all shut down. Right. California, Florida right. has basically no restrictions, and, and, right. and New York is kind of somewhere in the middle. And so it's funny because when you look at uh, COVID deaths per hundred thousand for seniors over the age of sixty-five, California gets yeah. the gold star for the most, a six hundred and eight people per hundred thousand. New York comes right. in second at five hundred and thirty-four per hundred thousand, and then Florida at four ninety-two. And least. it's just right. you know, it's just like I said, I, I, I'm not a disease expert. I know nothing about this stuff. There will be books and studies and opinions and movies made after all this junk when it's all said oh, and done. Absolutely. But it is fascinating what the debate will be on the benefits of lockdowns. Right. Um, I agree. You know, because it, I, by the numbers, I don't know. Anyways. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Let's see what else is on here. Oh, Tana brought up this one because she has school age children. <laughs> I do not. It's important. I got rid of all my kids. The um. No, you do too. All right. So, what did you think about this one? Uh, this the, you read this one about uh, influenza is the fancy word for the flu. Did you catch that one? Right. That, that graph. Yes. Yes. So, influ or the flu versus COVID nineteen deaths. Yeah, among children. On kids. Right. Yes. So, what did you think of that one? Yeah, it was very interesting because there's like eight flu seasons reported. Well, where yeah. the the numbers for death by the flu was much higher than COVID nineteen. Right. So basically, what happened is they they made this chart and they showed the last ten years of the flu in children and and how many deaths were caused by the flu, and then they overlaid right. COVID nineteen in there. And so what Tana was saying is. Eight out of 10 years, the flu was deadlier than COVID-19. And so right. the, I think the eyebrow raiser for me as a parent is, well, wait a second. How come no one's ever really heavily complaining about the flu? Because like there, there's you look at, let's see, one, two, three, four, five of those eight years. The the flu deaths were double what COVID-19 was. Yeah, some it's were not, triple or quadruple. Yeah, right, but it's, but it's not like it was just, uh, it's just a little more, no, it's like Ugh. the flu was like, yeah. you know, wiping off school buses of kids. Uh, back in 2012 and 13 was the worst, 14 and 15, right. 17, 18. I mean, all the previous years, right? 18 and 19. How come nobody, it wasn't all over the news, oh my God, you know, we have to figure something out. And they didn't out. shut down schools. I tried to do that voice from Tommy Boy. Remember when he's in that guy's office and it like crashes the cars and lights them on fire? Oh my God. Anyways, that, that, there will be very few people that get that reference, but um, perhaps a reason to watch Tommy Boy. I don't know. Um, the uh, Anyways, this is going downhill fast. Um, but fascinating how the flu has been significantly more deadly for children in the last decade than certainly COVID-19. Right. All right. You're boring me to death, Tana. We need to move on. We can't just oh, talk about this, this garbage all day nope. long. Um, a couple weeks ago, we talked about inflation and interest rates. I'm just going to make one little micro touch on that. Interest rates keep going up. It's fascinating. I mean, the 10-year treasury is at almost 1.4%. It's like that secret thing nobody's talking about. It all has to do with inflation. And, you know, that becomes problematic. I went, I've been buying, I, I was building this like play structure fort thing in my backyard for my kids to play on since they're on lockdown. That is so cool. 
It is cool because, you know, it's funny is I finish it. I built this thing. I built a slide. I did all this stuff and I, and I, I, I text a picture to, to my brother. I'm like, Hey, look at this. And he's like, Oh, that's cool. And you know, and that was it. And then the next day he calls me about something else. And I'm, I'm, this is like just over the weekend. And I'm still like proud of my, you know, manly work here. I mean, it's like some serious deal. And, you know, and somehow it, it comes up. He's like, oh, that play structure you're putting is cool. He's all, where'd you, where'd you buy it? And I'm like, well, what do you mean? I bought uh, one piece of wood a time at Lowe's. He's all, he's all, well, no, 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 no. We're like, well, where'd you get the plans and stuff? I'm like, no, I built that from my mind. And he's like, what? That's so awesome. Really? <laughs> all uh, of a sudden it became way more yeah, cool. Yeah, he's all, dude, why didn't you tell me that? It's way cooler now. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh, I love it. Anyways, but what was funny was, you know, you're, you're buying like two by fours and, you know, they're the better part of seven bucks now. I can remember when a two by four was like two twenty five. Oh, yeah. And so it's amazing to look at how inflation and the cost of sure. goods for certain things, building and materials is really going up quite a bit. Um, but it's something that the news isn't talking about. The news is so busy talking about such more salacious things that there's really not a lot of traction on interest rates going up and inflation going up. Right. So we'll, we'll keep it up. Here's an article I saw on CNBC that I thought was fascinating because it's fascinating. The title of this article, these were from, this is from, who is this, from Global Fund Managers, but this title of the article was, the only reason to be bearish is there's no reason to be bearish. Bank of America hmm. says. And so the, the argument that they're making in this article, which I thought was interesting. And, and like I said, I'm a bullish person. I believe in the long term outlook of the stock market. I think pent up demand and vaccines coming out and COVID numbers going down. Um, all of those things are going to play well in the stock market. But, you know, remember, analyst jobs are to try to come up with things to have an opinion about. And so what was interesting right. about this article is Bank of America noted the, let's see, this high level of optimism uh, should raise the eyebrows of contrarian investors as a turning point in the market. So what they track is they track investor kind of sediment, you know, is an investor optimistic on the market? See, most retail investors right. feel good or bad about the market for more honestly emotional reasons or more headline reasons, things that they're following. My thing I try to use more math, more fundamentals and say, what are the things that drive the stock market? Consumer driving spends the stock market. So let's look at the consumer. Does the consumer have enough money right. in their pocket to spend money to drive the stock market? Does the consumer have an attitude and a well, you know, you have to look at these things to see if that's true. And if you can make a yeah. solid case for it being true, then hot diggity dog normally it works out. But it's funny that <clears throat> Bank of America is saying, hey, maybe a good reason to be bearish right now is because. There's no good reason to be bearish. All the data is very reasonable and, you know, mm -hmm. but, it, but it's good, right? Because it helps you have that contrarian attitude a little bit and say, no, we don't want to just all get to click our heels together. Skippy happy. Life is great. Right. Um, you know, we got to be conscious just about be it. Cautionary. <clears throat> yeah, sure. Tana, Tana sold all of her stuff, by the way, everybody. She's no, she, I did she not. moved to cash after I said that. <laughs> no, I did She's not. literally doing it right now on her phone. No, I'm staying the course. Okay. Hey, look at that. That was that's like a risk tolerance question. That was good. At least I can answer one of your risk tolerance questions. Right? The, um, 
Another thing that I thought was interesting is we could talk about Bitcoin. So Bitcoin um, goes up and goes down, right? And everybody talks to me when it goes straight up and nobody talks to me about it when it goes straight down. <laughs> and you know, I got to pull up the chart while we're talking here so I don't miss misspeak. I don't want to get in trouble with my Bitcoiners out there. Um, but what's interesting is... <clears throat> Bitcoin had a big run up through the end of the year into the beginning of the year. It hit 42,000. Everybody was asking me about it. Everybody. And then it craters over the weekend from 42,000 down to 30,000. Nobody's asking me about it. Right. And then it kind of peters out. All of a sudden it shoots up like a missile. A lot of it was because Elon Musk bought some Bitcoin um, because he's going to start accepting Bitcoin for Tesla. But then you have such opposite rhetoric. Like he drives the market up of Bitcoin and then he came out the other day and he said, I don't know. It seems a little overvalued. <laughs> You're like, what? Yeah. Whoops. He just bought it all. Anyways. Um, <clears throat> so it peaked out again. It went up like a missile again after Elon Musk and all of that stuff. It goes up to 58,000. Literally within a matter of hours, like last night. It dropped to forty-seven thousand. I mean, you're, 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 these these spikes in volatility. I mean, yeah. even Janet. Yeah, the reason it did it was because Janet Yellen came out. Uh, Janet Yellen's your new Federal Reserve president. Um, it's almost a story of recycling, right? You know, you make a bottle, you drink it, you throw it in the trash, and then you bring it back to life. And we have Janet. Yeah, and we have Janet Yellen, and. Um, you, I, I find that interesting how they recycle these people in these positions because you would think that, you know, fresh new minds, you know, right. I, Janet Yellen did fine, but she didn't do anything special. The economic GDP of the country was very anemic. They, I mean, hell, they called it the plow horse economy while she was in there. It doesn't sound like huh. no. a federal policy <laughs> there. This is, this is game changing. Anyways. Um, but she came out recently and said that Bitcoin is way too volatile to actually be a currency. Tana. I totally agree. Do, do you know what one of the other words for describing Bitcoin or Ethereum or any of that stuff is? Any, mm -hmm. any guesses? Starts mm -hmm. with a crypto, ends with a currency. Oh, <laughs> cryptocurrency. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Cryptocurrency. It literally has the word currency that in it. That's awesome. Has the word currency uh. in it. And any smart highfalutin person says this doesn't exactly work as a currency. Uh, you know, I mean, think about it. What if what if you wanted to buy your Tesla car with it at fifty eight thousand and the next day you buy the car and the next day it's valued at forty seven thousand? Like, yeah, like you just no, gave way more currency than you needed to for the car based on the right. fluctuation now granted normal currency fluctuates right um the dollar fluctuates in value but it doesn't fluctuate right. dramatically it's not like you wake up over the weekend and the, and the dollar is worth 30 percent less so it's, it's it's such a conundrum because it's a novelty item it's exciting it's pretty it's shiny to everybody but you have something that's not a currency. The, the transactions of Bitcoin don't work effectively. The the volatility right. is utterly insane. Um, you know, it's 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 just it's it's an interesting mess. Yeah, no, I agree. So, can I tell everyone how much you have invested in Bitcoin so that we can all be horrified? <laughs> Zero. <Is it> <laughs> 
Zero. Yeah. I guess for disclosure, I have zero invested in Bitcoin too. Yeah, so, I'm just not a big fan. Well, I I have, like I said, when I when I look at investing, I try to drill down on things. You know, so mm-hmm. there's some things that I don't like. You know, for example, <clears throat> you got to open up these weird accounts at weird places like CoinDesk. Not to say that's weird. I just feel it's weird in my old age. I like big, normal custodians to maintain asset values. I like TD Ameritrade and Schwab and Fidelity because they're the big kids. They have the assets, the resources, the reserves to be an effective custodian. I mean, hell, we just learned a few weeks ago with Robinhood that they don't have the reserves to be a good custodian because they almost went out of business with the GameStop thing. Yeah. Um. Same thing here is you 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 open up these kind of these unique websites to to purchase your coin in your digital wallet, which whatever that means. And then here's an article. Here's an article on CNBC. North Korean hackers charged in massive cryptocurrency theft scheme. Oh no. Well, yeah, but it's funny. Like you probably get these emails, right? Do you get those emails where it's like, hey Tana, uh, we have all of the bad things you were doing on your computer and if you don't pay me one bitcoin oh, yeah, I'm, gonna, scammers. I'm gonna show everybody oh, totally i got one of those emails the other day and i actually showed it to my wife i'm like they must have got the wrong computer because what the hell do i do <laughs> right you're like i'm innocent I'm like, i got a, i got a, i got a pretty unclimactic <laughs> computer died. yeah, yeah. Uh, look at i i showed i showed my nine-year-old puppy pictures trying to get him to fall asleep uh, they, they got, oh, that's good. They got me good. The uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, so uh, you know, Bitcoin is is used very commonly in these in these um these hacking schemes and all that. But what's interesting is Bitcoin. Like, just Google Bitcoin hacks. Millions of Bitcoin is stolen all the time because they hack into websites because wow. you have a junky password and they crack in and they steal right. it. And somehow because it's all decentralized or whatever, you can't find it again. And that was the end of it. So oh, wow. your, your yeah. stuff gets hacked. Good that point. was the end of your Bitcoin. So I, there, there's just some of those obvious things that are such personal red flags to my comfort level with investing in it. Sure. But everybody's unique. If you have the amount of money, the the. um you want to speculate in that? That's your business. I'm not the police here. Yeah. Um, it's just something that I don't do myself and certainly something I don't do for my clients. Um, but it's fascinating to watch the volatility in it. And it's kind of good day, bad day. When it's good day, everybody's asking about it. When it's bad day, everyone has somehow forgotten to talk about it. So we'll see. Yeah. You know, will they trade it up? You know, will they trade it up to 100000 or something fun? That'd be, you know, entertaining to see. Once again, deciding how it works as a currency and the relevance of using it seems bizarre to me. I, I kind of look at it like, you know, same like the example I said, if, if one day a Tesla is is 58,000 Bitcoin or I guess that'd be one Bitcoin. Um, but, you know, like it, it just gets messy. Like, you know, do you wait for the thing to crash so that you need, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I, yeah, just, no, it's a good I'm like point. stifled on the thought. I just, I'm so bamboozled sure. on how this all, how that all is actually all working, <clears throat> but I've shared the story before, right back in 2018, they did that cryptocurrency Bitcoin investor thing, like in New York and they're accepting Bitcoin and it was working so poorly. They stopped accepting Bitcoin yeah. and started taking credit right. cards. <clears throat> doesn't exactly sound like it's totally awesome. <clears throat> Doing so well. <laughs> Uh, I'm losing my voice on this, Tana. You take over. I'm, 
Oh. I'm, I'm crackling. <laughs> crackling. Maybe that's like my cue to be done. Like you've outstayed your welcome here today. <laughs> we covered some good stuff. Yeah. Well, give us a give us a uh, give us a tidbit. Give us something to to go to sleep on. What is something insightful in the world of investing, in the world of retirement planning? A rule, something unique. Hmm. Anything? Come on, there's gotta be something good out there. I know. I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying to think here. Well, I mean, tax season's coming up, right? Well, that's true. Are we trying to depress everybody? That's not gonna get us. No, but we we're doing something. The fun. only way, the only way to get over that daunting task is just to really just focus on it and get it out of the way. So. Oh, that's true. I just encourage people to get it done. <clears throat> Wait, fun fact, by the way, if you think you're owe a refund, get your taxes done. What is wrong with you? Yeah, I, you'd be that's shocked at how many people wait to the last minute to do their taxes to get and that. then it's all panicked and confusing and they get a refund anyways. I mean it's so right. it's so weird. You know the weirder one is last year they extended tax season until July. So you had three extra months to file. Oh yeah. And people that were owed refunds still waited to file anyways. Oh my gosh. The weirdest part about it was, and the reason I know this was because there's a big article that came out on all the interest the IRS owed people because they, you know, because they held the money they owed you for those three extra months. So you got interest or something on it. Um, Now granted, granted that wasn't a reason for you not to file because your individual interest was, you know, like three cents. Um, but, but nationally it was a lot. So get your taxes filed. If you, if you, we're kind of in a weird time to offer up Connor services, Connor, our tax guy here in the office, he probably does, I don't even know, four or 500 tax returns at this point. So he is a busy boy this time of year. So I, I normally make all the pitches to call Connor and bug him normally and not tax full-blown game day. This is the Super Bowl attack <laughs> season right now. Yeah. Ahead of time, right? Yeah. <laughs> he is. He is. <laughs> Anyways. So, all right. <clears throat> that was that. We appreciate all of our listeners. Tanner, we're glad that you survived the storm of the century in Texas. Yes, um, thank you. We you know, appreciate all the emails we get and, and feedback we get. Certainly, please do not hesitate to... Email us, give the office a call at 805-500-7035. If you have questions about the show, topics you would like us to talk about, please let us know. And certainly, obviously, what our real goal here is, Tana and I are retirement income planners. We help people plan and organize their retirement. If you want to talk about that, we will happily for no cost. So just give us a call at 805-500-7035. We'd be more than happy to have a complimentary consultation with you. We can do a webinar. We can do a phone call. We can have you in the office, whatever it may be. Just give us a call. So everyone have a great week, a great weekend, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to The Wealth Puzzle. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Michael Mansfield at The Lind Group. Call 805-500-7035 or visit them online at thelindgroup.com. 
All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by the Lynn Group Advisors LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of California. Insurance products and services are offered through the Lynn Group LLC. The Lynn Group LLC and the Lynn Group Advisors LLC are not affiliated companies. Lynn Group LLC, the Lynn Group Advisors LLC, and Michael Mansfield are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.